How's it going guys? This is Chad from the Nitty Gritty. What follows is our fourth compilation of stupid questions for those who listen to us via podcast only. And I hope you enjoy them. There are six in total. Thank you. How's it going everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me is Leonard. This is a show about wrestling. And this week, we're going to be bringing you one of our shorter segments we like to call Stupid Questions, where one of us will ask the other person a random question, and that person has to think of an answer off the top of their head with no preparation. These are questions you might uh, BS with your friend about and uh, are just fun to discuss. And this one I just thought of today. I was going to ask you one of the older ones on my list, Leonard, but I just thought of this today. So in your opinion... What is the worst mainstream championship of all time? And I will add to this, not the belt look. Okay. But what title do you think is the worst of all, the worst created of all time? Well, the 24-7 title comes to mind immediately because of just the way it was handled. I think initially the idea was they wanted it to be something like the hardcore title, but it quickly dissolved into being a comedy title where the rules were very foggy and the only thing that really made that fun and good was our truth with, yeah with with how he he did it and then when they kind of started to move away from him people kind of forgot about it and the fact that it ended with uh you know not too long ago from this recording which who it was Nikki Cross like went to went to drop it in a trash can and missed the trash can. Yeah, and kind of fell on the floor. But the point was made. You know, she, yes, she had changed from the stupid uh, superhero character Nikki Ash, went mm-hmm. back to being Nikki Cross, got the twenty four seven title, and promptly threw it in the trash or close to it anyway. Uh, at, you know, Triple H was making a statement there, and obviously that's the one that comes to mind uh, yeah. first. You know, another that comes to mind, I'm sorry to say, is the women's tag team titles. Um, yeah, they're just not used very well. They, and I'm, you know, and I hope they're used better in the future, but they don't know how to use them because they're just using it as a title. They're just using it as, oh, this team has the title and won't it be exciting if this other team wins the title. There's no stories. That was what was hurting it in the past. You could have had stories. But not only did you not have stories, but you didn't really have a big pool of teams to choose from. They had to start throwing women together just to have other teams to compete. And I think the only, you know, um, team that really made that big that comes to mind anyway, and they're both done now, are the Iconics. Yes. They, they I thought they, it was interesting when they won it. Uh, but other than that, I mean, the only other thing you can remember is the fact that uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi, you know, quit with it. <laughs> um, but that's those are two that come to mind. You know, one that never really got to get off the track, get on the track and get running was the uh, cruiserweight tag team titles in WCW. Mm-hmm. That were uh, right there at the end of WCW. Yeah. It would have been interesting to see what happened there. I still think that's like really getting, you know, watered down with your belts. If you look at the end of WCW's run there, they yeah. had a hardcore belt. They had all sorts of belts, but. Yeah. Well, mentioning that too, the WCW had a light heavyweight title in the early nineties 
that didn't ever get off the ground. And WWF had a light heavyweight title that never really got off the ground, which Gilbert famously had. Um, so the light around Takamishinoku. Yes, and light heavyweight title in WCW is different than the cruiserweight belt. It should it should be mentioned. Uh, that came later. That was a different title that they had, the light heavyweight belt. The Western States Heritage title was always a favorite of mine. I knew you were going to mention that somehow. <laughs> yeah, because it was the Western States Heritage title, and it was defended in a Southern-based wrestling promotion. That's and off it, of Barry Windham, best yes. Western States Heritage champion. Barry Windham, Larry Zabisco, and I think there might have been one other champion during the period. And actually, just recently... I had mentioned in another video about Southern Wrestling Autographs Facebook page. Well, they uh, one of the dealers there did a uh, – he was at a convention recently, and I believe they did a signing with Larry Zabisco. And they got me a Larry Zabisco autograph, and the picture is him wearing the Western States Heritage title. Nice. Well, I don't have that yet. That's coming. When I get it, I will show it here on the program. And the only other one I could think of off the top of my head was didn't didn't TNA have something called the King of the Mountain title? And wasn't it like a, a, a like a real gimmicky thing? I mean, I know they had a King of the Mountain concept. Okay. For the for their world title. Honestly, I don't remember if they if that was an actual belt or not. I'd have to go look. And if yeah. if you see an asterisk at the bottom of our video, then maybe we found out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, unfortunately the 24 seven title comes to mind first because it was basically, they wanted a clean version of the hardcore title. Um, and that doesn't make any sense at all. So, well, well, I, I just tried to Google that real quick and came up. Yes. The TNA King of the mountain championship. Okay. They debuted on October 23rd, 2008 and declared defunct on July 3rd, 2014. Also known as the TNA Television Championship, I guess, at one point. You know what? If we're getting into we said championships, but if we kind of go off on a slight tangent with trophies, this could be a whole other discussion. Some yes. of the weird trophies that they've declared in Saudi Arabia events. Oh, yeah. They're not good. Um, the, the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal trophy. You know, I, I was almost hesitant to say it because to me, the, like the legacy of Andre is set in stone, but right. not helping him. Is that, that, that yeah. Oh, one more WCW international title, aka the big gold belt. Yeah, and broke away from the NWA, and they still had the title belt and they still wanted to use it. They basically just called it the international title. Yeah. And it's that asterisk you see next to Rick Rude's name when it hey, name someone who never held like a world championship, Rick Rude, but yeah, he kind of had the international yeah. belt there which was sort of kind of considered as i put air quotes on it for people listening and not watching um a, you know a world a world championship to a degree yeah and i i feel like um you know if you have somebody getting into wrestling and once they like reach that part of wrestling history i feel like that would then make them have second thoughts about wanting to like wrestling at all like wait what they had these two belt like <laughs> <laughs> like it's just such a weird part of WCW's. Well, uh, WWF has two world titles, basically. That's true, they do, and uh, you know, I'm anxious to see if Triple H changes that. Um, you know, then again, he was one of the major beneficiaries to them having two champions yeah. when Eric Bischoff just gave it to him on Raw one one week. Um, so. 
I don't know if that'll change anytime soon, but in my opinion, there should be one title. Roman Reigns has proved whether you love him or hate him that there can be one champion and it means something. So if, if he can have both belts and it means something, why have two belts? You know, why not make it the uh, WWE world heavyweight universal galaxy champion like we do on fever dreams. Right. And we need to do another fever dreams. So let us know what you think. Uh, How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me is Leonard. This is a show about wrestling, and we are going to give you another edition of our Stupid Question series, where one of us asks the other a question, and we have to think of an answer off the top of our head with no preparation. Uh, we do not know what the other person is going to ask, um, and it's always a lot of fun. It could be a meaningless question or more serious. So Leonard is going to give us one this week. Leonard, what do you have? I don't think it's of the more serious variety. Um <laughs> This is this is a question that that Dan Weber and I play when we're when we're in the car driving, which happens a lot. You're driving cross country from sea to shining sea, past or present, man, woman, promoter, referee, doesn't matter. Someone involved in the wrestling business. Who would you want on that trip with you, and who would you not want on that trip with you? So you're taking a cross country road trip, wrestler wrestling personality who's going with you so the two names that come to the top of my head for people i'd want to have in the car with me would be somebody like bobby heenan or paul Heyman, because i think that there would be a lot of entertaining stories and laughs um at least with bobby heenan and i think paul Heyman, i feel like you could have a, you know interesting meaningful conversations with him for days <clears throat> um, so those are the two names that come to the top of my head for people that I'd want to have in the car with me because I think it would be a fun drive overall um, if it was a wrestler I don't know maybe Dusty um, you know I think he'd be fun to have in, in the car um, now people I wouldn't want in the car with me one name comes to the top of my list right away and that's Ric Flair and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Bobby Heenan kind of alluded to it in his Hall of Fame speech, um, if anybody remembers that, which is I feel like if I was in the car traveling with Ric Flair, I would A, not be married for very much longer, and B, have any number of addictions or issues of substances. <laughs> like, you know, any number of things I feel like would alter my lifestyle being on the road with rick flair it might be fun but uh i don't know if i'd want to pay those consequences after it was all over so i don't know leonard who do you have so i always think about this very practically so who would you want in the car you would want someone that would share in the driving oh you would wow want, we're going that way <laughs> yeah you, you would want someone who would like share in the expenses you know pick up lunch pick up gas sometimes Someone who would be cool to talk to, someone who doesn't have addictions, who, <laughs> who, who isn't a heavy smoker, heavy drinker. And really, and most people would just go, oh, blah. John Cena would probably be the perfect guy to go cross country. Well, in terms of practicality, yes. In terms yes. of being an interesting car companion, I feel like, no. I'm no. a really funny, nice guy. I don't know. I've never met John Cena, but yeah. based on his in-ring personality, mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel yeah. like I've been taking naps in the car while he drives. Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I think, would be good. Oh, that would be a good one. Yeah. Undertaker, I think, would be good. 
Yeah, well, then you know, like here's what I th- here's what I picture with the Undertaker. Now, if we're talking about when he was an active wrestler, I feel like I, as his passenger, would get annoyed by him constantly going in and out of character. Like you know, if like I'm trying to talk to him, yeah. he's like now he's like trying to be the dead man. It's like oh my god, knock it off! Like there's nobody around. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm saying like now today. Today he, it would be great because yeah. he's relaxed and careful. Yeah, he's here now. That's that's kind of what I was thinking. Daniel Bryan would probably be another good one. Yeah, but I you mean, have to eat all vegan. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> Anyone that you hear, yeah, they're a good guy. I think would be. And then again, who you don't want? You don't want someone who's not going to pay any of their share, who's not going to drive, who is addicted, who's going to be annoying as hell. So Virgil, Iron Sheik, and the number one person you would not want in a car, definitive answer, Sonny. So, well, why? Why is your logic? She, she killed somebody with a car. Okay, well, <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> she has a vehicular homicide charge and a lot on of her. Issues. She's definitely not getting behind the wheel. Right. She's definitely just sitting there if if she if she's with me in the car. So that's well, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to have somebody protect you, you could choose Harley Race or Haku. <laughs> uh, yes, if you want, if you wanted, like uh, you know, to go bar- biker bars on your trip <laughs> and have a bodyguard with you. Yes, th- those guys would be great, probably. I know you hate to hear me say Jim Cornette, but for the same reasoning that you would say Bobby Heenan or Paul Heyman, I think well, Cornette would be a fun drive. The only reason I wouldn't want to choose Jim Cornette is because I feel like after a while he'd get on my nerves. Like, yes. Yeah, 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 probably. <laughs> but in any event, he would have some interesting stories as well. Um, I-, I do wonder what he's like when the camera and the microphone are off. That that I do wonder because I guarantee it's not the what you hear. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, I would. He probably dials it down a couple notches. Yeah. And I, w- I would love to go visit him. You know, in his house because he has tons of, of memorabilia. Yeah. So you know, a road trip to Jim Cornette's house. That's what. That's what we should. That's what we should plan. Absolutely. That that will just show up, Jim. We're coming. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. That. We'll get in. Yeah. All right. Well, let us know who you would like to go on a car trip with. Uh, very fun question. Um, let us know in the comments. How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me, as usual, is Leonard. This is a show about pro wrestling. And this is another one of our stupid questions videos. And basically, before we get started here, um, stupid questions is we ask the other person a question that they do not know what's coming. They answer off the top of their head, whatever they can come up with it could be a serious question it could be something really ridiculous and stupid we like to have fun here but in any event leonard are you ready yeah so before my question i have a preamble a youtube exclusive i guess since there you the go. people listening to on the podcast can't see this but as i've mentioned before i'm a member of the southern wrestling autographs facebook page and um, I, I buy some stuff outright, but they some of the dealers do like these blind envelope things. You know, you, you, you pay a certain price and, and you, you win something, but you don't know what you're going to win. So I've had several that came in recently that I'm going to share with you. Uh, lower end of the spectrum, and we're going to go up from there. 
So I've got a Cosro Davari. Oh my. <laughs> back with a, with a Conan. Conan. Isn't Davari an agent for a company now? Um, I'm not I'm not sure where he's at. That would not surprise me if he was working as an agent. It was very agent-y in that picture. Yeah. Uh, I've got uh, one I know you're going to like, brother. Tony Storm. Oh, I like that one. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a great the, one. With the, the picture of the, the NXT UK belt there? Yeah, I believe so, yes. Yeah. Uh, this was one. This was like a grand prize of one of, the, of one of the ones I was in that I got. It's a signed and certified edge. Nice. With the certificate of authenticity there. Like and then this is one that I am just, this was a holy grail for me. And it was the main reason I got into this one. It's a Bobby Heenan. Doesn't get better than that. Uh, WCW promo of, of Heenan. That's awesome. Uh, and I have, I just won last night. It's on its way as a Bob Coddle. There you go. I'm one of the few people on earth that would probably be excited about getting a Bob Coddle, but I am. I, I hope it, I hope his, his pose is like, absolutely ridiculous and cheesy I, that's <laughs> but we know it's no, just no, no. Like, it's, it's it's a it's just him kind of a standard i think it's him checking his notes like before a uh okay a, kind of looking down yeah. checking his notes before a showcase so so anyway those are some recent autographs i got and i'll share those from time to time as i get some absolutely. uh but my all my question all right uh Many, many wrestlers, most wrestlers have nicknames, things like Nature Boy Ric Flair, the Immortal Hulk Hogan. What do you think are some of the best nicknames ever in pro wrestling and or what are some of your favorites? Well, that's an interesting question, actually. Um, you know, in terms of the like the fact that I grew up a Hogan fan, I actually don't know that the immortal part of Hulk Hogan, I don't know if that would even crack my top 10. Mm -hmm. if I'm being honest. Like I thought Hulk Hogan was just kind of fine on his own. Um, eventually they did tack that on. Um, but you know, the one of them that always comes up is, is the heartbreak kid. Um, mm -hmm. you know, it just seemed to fit him. Like even when he was newly separated from the rockers and a heel, um, it just, it was a persona that fit him and just, you know, stuck with him and like, you know, it says a lot about your nickname when it's then abbreviated to HBK <laughs> and like, yeah, and everybody knows what you mean. Exactly. So that one is certainly at the top of the list. Um, just thinking like some of them, I, th not that they were bad. Maybe they were just kind of like givens, like, you know, the dead man, you know, was just kind of like a given. Um, not that that was a, I don't know if that was an official nickname, but uh, yeah, well, I think so. You know, when I because I looked at some lists after I kind of came up with the question, and Undertaker and Chris Jericho have like it seems like the most nicknames of everybody. True, yeah, because yeah, he every time he reinvents himself, he gets a new nickname. Chris Jericho, I'm talking about. Yeah, um, but yeah, you know, um, like like Nature Boy Ric Flair is certainly a good one. Um, you know, I guess more old timers would think of maybe nature boy, buddy Rogers, but, uh, yeah. and there's a few that, that a lot. And the one I found that the most people probably had was cowboy. Oh yeah. Yeah. The enforcer Cow and all Americans Anderson. seem to pop up a lot too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like the enforcer. Yeah. Arn Anderson. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. How about you? 
Well, I'll give you because it's my question. I had time to think. Right. But, you know, uh, we've talked before in the show how I'm a huge Ronnie Garvin mark. The man with the hands of stone is, I think, a great nickname. Um, I like some that are really unique and and kind of specific. Uh, for example, the Beast Incarnate for Brock Lesnar. Oh, I yeah, think yeah, it's yeah. very unique. Um, the Charismatic Enigma for Jeff Hardy, I think is very unique. Uh, the Man Who Gravity Forgot for Neville, back when he was Adrian Neville, who's now yeah, Pat. Yeah. Um, uh, one that I liked that will probably surprise you because you probably didn't know I knew this guy existed was uh, the Stone Pit Bull, Tomiro Ishii. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's a great nickname. And the guy looks like a Stone Pit Bull. He does, so yes. It's That's a great nickname. And I like some funny ones, like Above Average Mike Sanders. <laughs> right? When that guy debuted, I love that nickname. Because everyone's nickname is like how you're great and wonderful and fantastic and et cetera. He's just Above Average. Above Average Mike Sanders. That's great. Uh, Do It To It Steve Cox. Is another one I love. Steve, Steve Cox is a jobber from the early 90s. But do it to it, Steve Cox. I always love that Matt one. Matt Hardy version one or broken Matt Hardy. Yeah, that's a good um, one. Um, he has The a walking condominium for King Kong Bundy, which I forgot about until I found him on the list, which I like. Well, um, you know what? As we're talking here, this isn't yeah. really a nickname as much as it is a label. But yeah. uh, one that I think is synonymous especially with wrestling fans is the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah. Andre the giant, because obviously being that there's only seven, I think, and they eventually called China the ninth wonder of the world. Yes. Yes. And I've had people ask me, I, I remember at some point, I think it was back in college where I think I was watching wrestling and uh, with people and a girl asked me, why is she the ninth wonder? There's only seven. It's like Andre the giant was the eighth. And she goes, Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, like you almost got to feel bad for China in that regard because it's like they wanted to give her a label, but it's like, well, we, you know, you can't erase Andre. Like nobody's yeah. gonna do that. Uh, anyway, any yeah, other? I wonder if they're gonna eventually have the tenth wonder of the world. They have to. They gotta yeah. come up the ten. Keep going. Uh, I'll give you two more that I found. Uh, the wrestler who made Milwaukee famous, who was the Crusher from the AWA. Okay. <laughs> but it's like it's funny, and I have no idea who this guy is, but I love his nickname. Uh, the guy's name is Rod Steele, and his nickname is the Miami Pound Machine. Okay. Are you sure you weren't looking on a pornographic list? That's what I thought. I was like, is this is this like a something like a, a porn a porno actor leaked over onto the wrestling side? But <laughs> but I'm gonna get uh, business cards done up the same the Miami Pound Machine on them. So you think about ones that are so natural with the person that you almost don't even think of them as nicknames, and mm -hmm. like one like thought of just now like macho man for example yeah you know you don't even think about that as a nickname because when everybody mentions macho man you just immediately think of the guy mm -hmm. you know it's randy savage you know or excuse me as he is in our universe randall poffo yes uh, and, and to like, like jake the snake roberts is another one right yeah like very rarely does do you really call him just jake roberts it's always yeah. jake the snake roberts at least on on, on first reference in the 80s WWF was really good at those single name nicknames, you mm -hmm. know, like ravishing Rick Rude. Um, mm -hmm. Even you mentioned the man with the hands of stones, rugged Ronnie Garvin, which isn't fancy, but it didn't have to be with him. Yeah. And, and, and it still gets over the type of personality he was. And again, it was alliterative, rugged Ronnie, uh, Greg, the hammer Valentine. Right. Yeah. Jim, the anvil night heart. Yeah. Greg, the Hitman heart. I mean, we could probably go half the night. Maybe. Yeah. 
those types of nicknames that they had. Yeah, WWF in the 80s was really great, I think, about that, about this coming up with very distinct nicknames. Well, even the guy I just shown here, Bobby the Brain Heenan. That's the yeah, That's the simple And one. the Weasel, yeah. you know, great nicknames for him as well. Um, rated R Superstar. That was a good one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't think Cosmo DeVarty has any names. No, he didn't have any. The Black Heart, Owen Hart. Uh, yeah. Or uh, didn't he have another one? It was like the. It was another. It was a play on on the heart too. I don't remember. Nugget. But the black, yeah, the black heart. I always thought was really good. Yeah. All right. Well, let us know which ones we forgot to mention. Because I'm sure we forgot a ton. Uh, someone's going to sure. put a few in the comments. They're going to be like, "Oh yeah, why didn't we think of that one? That's a great one." Yeah. Yeah, you know and. I suppose if we were doing a separate episodes, we could list nicknames we hated, you know, but, or what, you know, like for example, the Viper. I, I just, I just don't, I don't care for that one. You know, Randy Orton is fine on his own, you know, RKO, his middle name is, his, you know, like Randall Kenneth, I think Kenneth is middle name. Um, but yeah, some of them are cheesy these days. Mm -hmm. I, I blame Michael Cole. That's Pro right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I he, I don't know if he's necessarily the ones coming up with them, but he Probably. certainly doesn't get them over the way that, say, Jim Ross used to, or I mean, even it, Tony Schiavone, or you know, those guys. Jim Ross was like just so like you know, um, you know what was it with RVD educated feet, which you know he would describe RVD like yes, Jim Ross was such a natural at stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I'll give you one bad one before we leave, of course. Red Rooster. Yeah. <laughs> and on his podcast, Bruce Pritchard defends the Red Rooster nickname. To the end. To Every like, time when it comes up. And like, I don't, it's like, okay, he wasn't committed to it. We all agree that, you know, he was, he was not very committed to that character. But do you blame him? Like, for yeah. God's sakes, you know. <laughs> yeah even even if the idea is well he's a, a smaller cocky guy like a bantam rooster that would you know prance around the barnyard do you still think that calling someone the red rooster is a good name right do you still think that's a good gimmick do you think taking that guy and giving him like a spiked fake red mohawk is going to get him over you know i think i think i think it's just that everyone around there didn't like terry taylor and it's just a continued rib that Bruce Richard Bruce Pritchard is going to take to his grave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you're a big Terry Taylor fan, let us know. Um, so Taylor Made Man was a way better nickname. Absolutely. That that one was very good. We're, yeah. we're big fans of the York Foundation here. Yeah. Um, so let us know in the comments what you think. How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me, as usual, is Leonard. This is a show about wrestling, and this is one of our stupid questions videos where one of us asks the other a random question relating to wrestling. It could be serious or not, and the other person just has to think of an answer off the top of their head. So this week, I am going to ask a question, and the question, Leonard, is if you were forming a tag team who would you want to be your partner, past or present? And I can't say you. Right. This would probably be a wrestler. 
a wrestler, an actual wrestler. Well, immediately my mind goes to, I think I would want a tag team technician. I think I would want someone who is known as a tag team wrestler, who is a great tag partner. Bobby Eaton immediately comes to mind, um, who has someone who has been in several tag teams with several different people. Um, uh, someone like, uh, I'm trying to think of something, because I would want someone that would that would have to carry the load, I think, right. for me. Scott Steiner. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, uh, someone, someone big, someone pre, powerful. Like pre that. big Papa Pump Scott Steiner, or yes, I would say pre, pre like early to mid '90s Scott Steiner. Mullet, mullet, mullet Steiner. Mullet Steiner. Um, <clears throat> of course, uh, an old favorite of ours here on the channel, a guy like Bobby Fulton, who's a tag team technician. Uh, a guy like Ricky Morton. Yeah, no, that's. Uh... Those are those are good choices. You know, some of the names that came to mind for me, like I at first I thought along the lines that you did, like uh, like an Arn Anderson, maybe. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I, Arn came to mind. Arn or Kelly both came to mind. Uh, and then and then I kind of uh, uh, forgot to mention them. But yeah. Oh, man. Me and Arn. I've been told people tell me I look like an Anderson. That's <laughs> You could pass for an Anderson. I could pass for an Anderson. So me and Arn or or, or or Ole, you know what? Me me and CW, we could it's, be we could be the twenty twenty first century Minnesota Wrecking Crew or something like that. You could you know what? You guys could form a faction, the Andersons. We just need to get Ole to come out of uh, whatever shack he's hiding out in. Yes, and yeah. uh, you know there could be a force. You could go for the AEW trios tag titles with Arn. You know. Yes, me. They, me on and CW. <laughs> um, but, you know, after I thought about it along those lines, I thought, well, you know, I'm a, like a smaller guy. So maybe if I had a tag team, maybe I'd want somebody bigger to kind of, you know, be the power. And I'm like the quickness factor. So like, even if it doesn't have to be a tag team guy, maybe like somebody like Lesnar or Batista, um, you know, maybe, you know what, maybe the big show. What do you think? Big shows, right? Those big, those big, those big And again, now, now I just thought of somebody else that, like, we're saying someone I would actually match well with, like Arn, Trevor Murdoch. That's <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Trevor Murdoch is uh, is underrated. Absolutely. Yes, in in in, in the, the fancy wrestling that uh, that I've done, I occasionally I will draft Trevor Murdoch and Dick Murdoch and put them together as a tag team and call them the Murdoch Violence Connection. That's see, I was gonna say. You have to think of you. You should think of a name for your tag team too. Like, say you had you and Bobby Eaton. What what would you call yourselves? Me and Bobby Eaton, we would be the Broke Down Express. <laughs> the Broke Down Express. Because I'm broke down, <laughs> and, he's, and he's the Express. Okay, that's <laughs> me. Me and Bobby Fulton being not so fantastic. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know. What do you think about me? You know, me and maybe Naked Midian. That, that you know, what do you think? That'd be good. Now, now, now are you also naked? No, nobody wants. Okay, because I, th I think because you know you gotta have the matching tights, you know, if he, right? If he, well, if he's naked, idiot, I wear like you know eight layers. So <laughs> we <laughs> we should think of, there's got to be a tag team name for that somewhere. Yeah, so it's it's like the 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 bear and the bold. <laughs> yeah, that's some something maybe I don't know. Yeah. We're spitballing. That's right. We'll have to We'll have to think of it but like you i thought too yeah maybe i want a big muscular guy that's why i said scott steiner someone who is a tag wrestler but of course is a big power dude and i actually thought jim neihart oh yeah yeah 
You'd have to grow a goatee, though. I could do that. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, imagine if he had a tag team where, like, they were both stroking goatees. I feel like <laughs> that's pretty like, bad. Like, as you're getting introduced, you're just both in the ring. You're both doing yeah. that. I feel like they missed an opportunity with getting yeah. somebody else to have a goatee like Jim Neidhart. I always thought that uh, they should have done Neidhart and Greg Valentine as a tag team because it's the hammer and the anvil. That writes itself. That's right. Yeah. Like, I can't believe they never, never did that. And they were both managed by Jimmy Hart at one point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He and Brett were kind of attached at the hip at that time. Yeah. At that point. But, you know, they were trying to push Brett as a single here and there, you know, even before he got the big singles run. So true. who knows? Another universe that might be a thing that went down. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let us know who your tag team partner would be. How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me is Leonard. This is a show about wrestling, and this is one of our stupid questions videos where one of us asks the other a random question regarding wrestling, make it serious or not, and they have to answer off the top of their head. And this week, it is Leonard's turn to ask me a question. And the last question, which Chad had in our last video, was uh, it's very similar to this. He asked me if I was a wrestler who my tag team partner would be. And my question to you is if you were a wrestler, who would your manager be or valet past or present man or woman? Uh, and I, and you know, probably considering, are you a face or a heel would play into it, but who would be your manager or valet? Well, I've thought about one part of that question several times okay over the years which is whether i'd be a face or a heel and that is decidedly a heel because thinking back to our 411 days when we would write stuff and we would get comments about it or in before the comments were available emails um Mm -hmm. i never cared what people said about me (laughs) like i never cared you know if somebody pointed out a grammatical error or something that sometimes would bother me but like Mm -hmm. As far as like making people angry, that doesn't bother me. So I would absolutely be a heel and I would love doing it. So knowing that, I would obviously pick a heel manager. And, you know, I feel like if I had like some, you know, super attractive model looking manager, I'd just get into trouble. So, (laughs) you know, I, you know, I would, in a perfect world, I would love it to be somebody like, you know, uh prime sunny but you know i don't think that that would work um so and you know picking a guy like i don't know it would be tough like other than you know if if i was picking a guy i would want somebody like Heyman, you know mm-hmm. or or cornet even though i'm not a fan of some of the things he says but like in terms of his managerial skills you know he's in the mount rushmore right so um, I would pick a cornet or a Heyman, uh, somebody to be like a you know an added mouthpiece. But I think I'd go with Sherry overall because she'd be a female with me. She would be able to uh, pick up the slack and attack the guys outside of the ring. You know, she'd be able to shout, and you know, we'd we'd both be annoying. I'd be p- making people angry, and you know, her voice, which just you know can always piss people off i feel like so yeah 
You know, Sherry was at the top of my list, too, uh, especially considering in the AWA, she managed uh, the dumpy Doug Summers and Buddy Rose. <laughs> and if she's managing me, there you go. I, but his name. Now I'm just going to think of him as dumpy Doug Summers. Dumpy Doug Summers. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to use him in a fantasy league at some point. Call him dumpy Doug Summers. We'll uh, in- my thoughts, I had two thoughts on this. One is you got to have a manager that kind of fits you. Someone right. like, say, a James Mitchell or a Paul Bearer, I don't think would fit me because I'm not going to do like a supernatural evil gimmick. Like that's not something that would work for me, I don't think. Or say Gary Hart, because he always managed like the evil foreign heels, you know. So that's that's not me. And the other thing is you want someone that's going to work at getting you over, not getting themselves over. Like, right. say, Paul Jones. Paul Jones always felt like to me it was like he was like, I'm Paul Jones and this is some guy. That's always what his promos felt like to me. Right. I am, you know, Freddie Blassie is another guy. It was all about I'm Freddie Blassie. Um, so, so you have someone like that. And we talk about people who were completely 100% devoted to getting their guys over while being over themselves. Sherry is at number one at that list, and Bobby Heenan would be another one. Yeah. Bobby so, Heenan and then would be a great one as well. Yeah, Heenan would be good with anybody. And both those, if you look at them, managed so many very different types of people over the years because they could manage anybody. They would right. fit well with anybody. Right. Um, also, too, I know some some people I read don't really consider him an elite manager, and I don't know why, but Jimmy Hart. Right. Jimmy Hart was great at getting people over. He's a great, like, hype man. Great hype man. Sure. Uh, especially on the way to the ring. Maybe his promos were the best, but, like, when he was walking to the ring with people – um, screaming through the megaphone. He was doing everything to get eyes on him. And you mentioned Sonny. And Sonny was good at that, too, even though she was, you know, she was really hot. But the best example is that is look at when she was with LOD 2000. You could tell they didn't want her. She didn't want them. They were put together. <laughs> yeah. And and but when she would go out to the ring with them, she was like doing this, you know, with her arms. But she was pointing at them. She was always pointing at them was always on the outside of the ring. She wasn't like, because that's one thing you see with a lot of like modern female valets. Uh, I think this started with Sable that on the outside of the ring, they're not trying to get their guy over. They're shaking their butt and playing to the crowd and they're getting themselves over. Right. So that's the number one thing uh, for, for, for me uh, would be that. And again, you know, I'm a big Cornette fan. You were talking about Paul Bearer earlier and how it might not match what gimmick you would pick for yourself. And Mm -hmm. after you said that, all I was thinking about was like you being like the Undertaker's sidekick. Like, you know, it would be you, like you could be called the embalmer, maybe. (laughs) And like you or carry the Undertaker's shovel, you know, and uh, it'd be you, Paul Bearer, and and the Undertaker. What do you think? Well, that would work. And I think I probably look more like Paul Bearer's son than Kane does. Well, that's hey, you know, you know, and a lot of things went on in that funeral home. So yeah, so who, so who, so who knows? Uh, oh, and I was gonna, I was gonna say, you said Cornette, and of course, you know, I love Cornette, and and Cornette again was another guy who was really good about getting his people over, and you know, and he's associated with other different people, but he's so closely associated with the Midnight Express. Yeah. But going back to our last video, if I were in a tag team with Bobby Eaton, I would definitely want. Um, Jim Cornette to to be there with us at, at ringside. And um, you Broke mentioned Paul. <laughs> yes. And you mentioned Paul Heyman. And I thought a lot about Paul, but he is so specific. And right. again, he's changed a lot of guys over the years. I don't think I'm a Paul Heyman guy. That's the thing. 
I don't think I'm a Paul Heyman guy. Now, maybe back in the early 90s, I'm kind of like a leftover member of the Dangerous Alliance. <laughs> you know, like after they drummed Larry out. And again, going back to our last video, I come in as Arn's cousin, <laughs> Lenny Anderson. I'm Lenny Anderson coming in. Lenny. Yeah. Paul, Paul, Paul could uh, be there for me with that. Oh, mentioning that, you know, someone who never gets credit is Medusa. Medusa worked with the Dangerous Alliance and did a lot of ballet managing, managerial work for them. Worked with Rick Rude a lot. She was really good. She wasn't quite as good as Sherry, but she she was was up there. Um, she did Savage for a while there, didn't she? Yes, yeah. Towards the end, Savage had her, uh, Gorgeous George, and Molly Holly back when she was Miss Madness. Yeah. All three of them at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Would, would come out with it. Yeah, it would be fun if, like, you know, you had if like Savage, you were just surrounded by beautiful women. Yeah, or or, or Flair. That's true. Yeah, Flair. You know, they, he had Elizabeth and woman at one point, and again, there was always times when he would just come out with women in dresses. What about S- JJ Dillon? Would you like JJ JJ Dillon as your manager? Dillon's a really good manager. Most people associate him with the Four Horsemen, but go back to watch when he was just with Tully, and just the interviews that they would do, just him and Tully. Yeah. He was great. He was sort of that. He was the kind of the prototype for. The what what did Heyman call himself at one point? The executive assistant or the executive consultant? Something like, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like Dylan wasn't so much more of your traditional wrestling manager as he felt like that sort of the executive consultant position yeah. that like like Kenny did for Flair and 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 WWE and 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 you know some other guys have tried to do. Uh, but Dylan Dylan was Dylan was great. And yeah, yeah. Fifth Horseman, Leonard. Yeah, I could. Well, again, Arn, you know, I'm the replacement. Who knows? You know, the era is me, Paul Roma, Mongo McMichael. <laughs> You'd want to be in that era. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, Arn Anderson's second cousin, Lynn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lynn, An- Lynn Anderson's. Uh, there's actually a country singer named Lynn Anderson. <laughs> uh, so Lynn Anderson went down. But no, Dylan, and considering, again, realistically, I would probably be a conniving, cheating, snivelly heel that would act like I wasn't. So that's very much Telly in the early 80s. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, I think Dylan would be a good match for me, too. Uh, uh, I, I, I thought about uh, Slick just because I could do the Akeem gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. It could be the, uh, what, the, uh, the Ohio Dream? Like I'm, 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 I'm Lynn, Lynn Keem, the Ohio dream <laughs> with Slick. And you know what? People get on Slick. Slick was good. He, he had a very specific character that he worked. And I like the fact that they didn't always stick just the black wrestlers with him. You know, he had boss man and, and yes, they turned one man game into a Keem and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but he power and glory was him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Slick had a, a, a wide variety of wrestlers too. He's underrated. I think I think Slick and Slick and I could could get. I think if I was with Slick, it would be like a Brooklyn Brawler type gimmick. Like I would have to be like a street like a street fighter dude kind of thing. Because again, Slick's you know from the streets, and he's like, I'm not gonna do a Slick voice. I'll get us I'll get us letters. But you know he would be he would be like, oh you know I found this guy on the streets, and he's just a mean you know mean guy. Again, you know trying to realistically i think you and i should form a tag team on our own and just be that we could be the new godwins yeah you know, dressing uh what is it, overalls and you know thought buckets 
bucket of slop, and I, I think you and I would win the tag. Hillbilly Jim is still around. He was their manager for a time. Yeah, he could manage. He could manage us. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that could work. Did I ever tell you, me and Dan Weber, if we ever had that good friend of the show, Dan Weber, if we were ever a tag team, we would be called the Windbreakers. <laughs> and my name would be Farty Janetti, and his name would be Brett the Shitman Fart. <laughs> windbreakers. That's Yeah. And we would come to the, the ring wearing windbreakers, of course. And windbreaker you know, jacket. On that note, let us know who your manager would be. <laughs> The Windbreakers will uh, get that shirt ready for yeah. next week. Yes. Uh, yes. Let us know who you would like your manager to be in the comments. Uh, check us out on uh, every everywhere you can find podcasts, our segment surgery videos, our random match reviews, our full-length episodes. And for Leonard, my name is Chad, and we will see you next time.